Greetings in Jesus name. Welcome dear family. Welcome to Revive Nations Global Church. What a joy it is for us to gather like this week after week from different parts of the world, from different churches, different communities, different nations. We come together because we are a Jesus loving family and we are crazy about his presence. We are crazy about his voice. We are very intentional to pursue him in prayer and we believe in the revival of nations. We thank God for each and every one of you that are tuned in today. This is a special service today and we have some special food that is waiting for us. A while back, the Lord loved us to buy a property in Ottawa and we thank God for all of our dear family from all around the world that generously sowed into it, that built altars, that sacrificially gave, made sure that we are able to buy this property without any loan or mortgage or any debt. We thank the Lord for each and every one of you. And we thank you personally for contributing into this building and for contributing into this prayer for the revival of nations because this place, it has been dedicated as the center of prayer for the nations of the earth. It is the first revived nations center of prayer. It was the first week of May when we gathered together in this beautiful place to just seek the Lord together for seven consecutive days. And the Lord spoke to us in a very glorious manner. And I'm sure that most of you who attended those services, you were thoroughly blessed. And the word is available on the Shaiju Matthew app. Make sure to go back and listen to each and every teaching, each and every word that was uh, released during those seven days of seeking the Lord. And this seven day long dedication service, it was concluded with the presence of our senior prophet, uh, Prophet Emmanuel Makandiva, who tuned in all the way from Harare, Zimbabwe, to release a blessing. The word he brought, it was a blessing over this ministry. It was a blessing over this particular place. And with his blessing, we inaugurated that place. It was a grand celebration. It was indeed a grand opening. And I'm sure that everybody that uh, took part of those services, you can testify to it and you can share with us your experiences in the comments. Brothers and sisters, it is time for us to receive from the word today. We're going to go straight into the word of God today. And we have something special that is waiting for us. I believe that this word is going to once again reignite your spirit, reignite your revelation, reignite your understanding of how God works in our lives. So I want you to pay attention. I want you to make sure to build altars upon every revelation that you receive. May the Lord cause this word, today's service to be a life transforming one for each and every one of you. And while you're at it, make sure to invite your friends and your family members to tune in along with you and make sure to receive this word with you and share in the comment section what you're learning and how you're growing. Now, will you please put your hands together, celebrate and welcome our spiritual father and our prophet, the prophet to the nations, Prophet Shaiju Matthew, as he gives us the directions for the rest of the service.
for me i believe that this is going to be a before and after service our ministry will never be the same again our life will never be the same please help me welcome my one and only father the senior prophet emmanuel makandiwa Blessed be the name of God. I'm glad to see you. I'm so excited. How are you doing? How are you doing? How are you doing? <laughs> oh. Wonderful. Wonderful. So good seeing you all. Wow. 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 Thank you men of God. Thank you pastor. Thank you. I'm glad I'm so glad to be here tonight. All right. You you may be seated. You may be seated. You can you can you can take your seats. I I can see some of you are even sitting down. <laughs> quite interesting All right uh I I I am aware that uh, you have all been uh, uh waiting for for this time which to me is an opportunity that I would like to thank the men of God for he afforded me this opportunity on such a very very beautiful day on such a very very wonderful night to be able to at least see you face to face like and can look at you now and I can see you I'm so 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 excited and I have a lot of things that I feel I'll be able to share with you tonight. There are quite a, a number of things in as much as I might not have enough time to share what I have with you tonight. But the little time that I have, I also have little things that are so critical that are so important that I'm going to be able to share with you and probably next time we'll be able to spend even some hours together sharing the presence of God sharing his word and also even sharing his understanding ah uh, I would like to start by I would want you people to help me appreciate God and thank him for the caliber of a man of God that he has given to us that you have in your presence right there. Help me to appreciate 
Pastor Matthew Shaiju and his beautiful wife. It's a gift that we received from God. And I'm so glad. I'm so glad. I'm so glad. I'm so glad. Thank you so much. You can take your seats. And those of you without seats, you can you can take your ground. I can see a number of you are seated down. I really like the hunger that you have for the things of God despite the size of the place, but at least I know God is going to satisfy all of us tonight before you go back home. Well, um, I have a lot that I feel that I need to share with you concerning the times that we are living in. I will say quite a lot concerning God and I also will say a lot concerning the men of God that God has given to you and just bring you to a place where you begin to understand what you have in terms of the gift that God has given to you, the gift that God has also given to me. I believe in the man and the woman of God that I'm looking at right now. I, I believe in them. And there is a number of things that I would want to help some of you people there to understand. So I'm going to ask for your maximum attention and be very, very attentive to every word that I'm going to say. Because I believe that God is going to release his word to somebody who has been desperately waiting for this opportunity and the time has come. Pastor, I would want to thank you and I would want to also appreciate the people that God has given to you for the great job, the great work that you have done in the lives of the people. And also I've, I've seen you just a few minutes ago opening up a new place where prayer is going to be happening. That's amazing. That's so amazing. So amazing. And I, I really want to thank you for the great work that you are doing and the Revive Nations family. Your commitment to God's work, I pray you will be rewarded beyond measure for your commitment. Now, since I'm going to 
be having more times with you and be spending more hours with you very soon. I will take this opportunity that I have tonight to briefly, briefly, I will just try to and make it brief so that I don't take much of your time. I just wanted to see you and I'm already overwhelmed. And now that you can also see me, I believe we are sharing the same joy. And let's get straight into the word. In a few minutes, I will be done. I will be done. But there is a message, there is a word from God that I believe you need to get before you go back home tonight. Are you ready for that word? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I would want you, if you have your Bible with you, to go to the book of the prophet Isaiah. And we are going to read from chapter 30 and verse number 20. I'll give you just a few verses from that book and take most of the time that I have to explain not only what God said, but what God is saying even right now to you. So this is the message and I'm going to be reading for you and this is what the prophet gave to the people as a message that was coming from God. And listen to this and listen to this carefully. Chapter 30 of the book of Isaiah in verse number 20 And though the Lord give you the bread of adversity and the water of affliction, yet shall not thy teachers be removed into a corner. Anymore, but thine eyes, your eyes, shall see thy teachers. And then he goes on to talk about thine ears shall hear a word behind thee, your ears will hear a word and the word shall come from behind you and the word shall say this is the way walk ye in it when you turn to the right hand and when you turn to the left 
you will always hear the word the voice that shall speak to you telling you exactly where to turn and where to go in verse number 22 ye shall defile also the covering of thy graven image all of the images that you have you will have to defile them the images of silver and the ornament of thy molten images which is of gold thou shalt cast them away you, you will have to remove anything that you have at this point i'm not i'm not reading i'm just trying to help you understand verse number 22 you will have to remove images that are present where you are images are supposed to be taken away thou shalt cast them away as a menstrual cloth thou shalt say unto it get thee hence verse 23 then shall he give the rain of thy seed that thou shall sow the ground without and bread of the increase of the earth and it shall be fed and plenteous in that day shall thy cattle feed in large pastures and then he goes on to talk about your livestock that god is going to multiply so let me explain what is happening here child of god the prophecy that is coming to you is addressing a situation that some of you might actually be going through right now even as i speak now what the bible is saying is when god gives you bread which is bread of adversity and water which is the water of affliction These are two things that are likely to happen in your life when you have bread but it is called the bread of adversity it means it is not sufficient bread it is the little bread that you get when life is dry when you are broke it's just a little that you get little money a very very small salary that you get because your economic environment is not right for you to get sufficient bread so then god provides bread which is called the bread of adversity and also when he gives you water 
it is not even sufficient. You, it's not enough water for you to bath yourself. It's only sufficient for you to drink. It's water that comes to you during a moment of affliction. So, this is a description of a situation that a person is in currently. Where the bread is not enough and the water is not enough. Then he goes on to say, but what shall happen during that time is that I will not hide your teacher in a corner. I will make sure that your eyes will see your teacher. So during that moment of lack where bread is not sufficient and water is not sufficient and maybe the joy that you are having is not sufficient, maybe you are not really getting sufficient connections, God is saying, the only thing that I'll make sure that is available at that time that will restore you back to your success and to your prosperity is the presence of a man who has an ability to teach you out of that affliction. You will be taught by the teacher how to escape afflictions. I want you to follow. This is a, 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 this is an amazing strategy that God has put in place to alleviate afflictions. I hope I hope I hope you are getting this. God is saying even when you are in such a dry season where your bread is not enough where your water is not enough what i will make sure is available is a man in your midst with an ability to teach and then your eyes shall see him <laughs> there is an opening of your eyes in the midst of all of that chaos and confusion god is promising you that if only you can open your eyes and you see a teacher present that is going to become the solution that's the hope that god has put right where you are to bring you out of your adversity out of your affliction your eyes shall see your teacher there was a time in the bible when the bread that they had was not enough and the fish was not enough And what they managed to do these people was to open their eyes. And 
they saw the teacher. The teacher was present. And the presence of Jesus in the midst of their adversity was the solution to their scarcity. The bread present was not enough, but the teacher present was enough. As long as your eyes can open and you see your teacher, whilst your water is not enough and your bread is not enough, as long as your eyes, if you can take your eyes away from the bread and you make the teacher that God has given to you your focus, it means your hunger is coming to an end. This is a strategy from above. Now, let me, let, me, let me show you how the teacher is going to deliver you from your situation. I know some people might not really want to believe quickly what I'm saying, but this is a proven method. Proven method. I can take you from one scripture to the next, to the next, to the next, and to the next. When the prophet comes and there was not sufficient millimeter, there wasn't even sufficient oil in the house. And the teacher was present. The entire story changed. If only your eyes can open and then you behold thy teachers. So let me repeat it again. Now, I think you will have a proper understanding of what the prophet is saying. Verse number 20. And though the Lord give you the bread of adversity and the water of affliction, yet shall not thy teachers be removed into a corner. So I will not hide. I might hide everything else from you, whether it's your house, whether it's your bills, whether it's your car, that there will come a time when you might not have access to that. But what I'll make sure is never removed from you so that you are restored back is your teacher. I will not hide your teacher in a corner anymore. But thine eyes shall see thy teachers. You will see your men of God, in the midst of all that, God will help you see. And when you see that man that God has sent, you know that your affliction is coming to an end. That's why when we kept on reading, we got to a place where then God started reversing the situation. And he said, then I will send rain for your seed and rain for your bread. So I will release water from heaven. Not because there is any change in the weather, but because you have opened your eyes and you have discovered the presence of a teacher in your midst and your rain season will begin. 
it will start to rain. When your eyes are open and you see a man and a woman that God has sent. And he's saying, I will send you water and I will make sure that there is bread. But for that to happen in between your problem and the coming of water, there must be a realization of the presence of a teacher. This is something so critical that I'm trying to help you understand because that ability to teach people out of their situations, it's a gift that God has given to the man of God that you have. It is there. It is present. And you have seen, he is a man of God that I've, I've said this over and over again. When he's speaking, I enjoy listening to him. I listen to him. I listen to him because I know God talks through him. God speaks to his people through him. So, so now let me help you understand how his anointing works. I will tell you more things. I will tell you more things if you, if you give me time, if you, if you give me an opportunity. I will tell you more things. I will tell you more things. Can, can, can I go ahead? Oh, okay, I, I, I'm, see, I'm seeing just a few of you. I think most of you are, you are tired already. Can, can I proceed? Can, can I proceed for just a few minutes? <laughs> okay, <laughs> all right, all right, all right. You, you, you can take your seats, you can take your seats. You can take, just, just be seated, just be seated and let me, let me continue. Thank you. Thank you. Now, this is what will eventually bring you out of your affliction. The teaching that brings you out of your adversity, out of your calamity, and out of your problem. It goes like this. When you look at the ministry of a teacher, like the one that God has given to Pastor Matthew, it's a rare gift. It's an unusual gift and I'll explain to you why I'm saying so, so that you pay attention the next time he speaks, listen to this. I didn't tell him that this, this is what I was coming to talk to you about. No, there wasn't any prior discussion. But I want to help you people maximize on what God has set right in the midst of you so that you know how to take advantage of what God has already given. Now, when 
when God decides to bring you out of a situation, there is a knowledge, an understanding that goes ahead of your deliverance. There is a knowing that God is about to set me free and that knowing has to go ahead of your deliverance. And when a teacher comes, when a teacher comes, listen, you know, Prophet Ezekiel was in a vision and in that vision, he's in a valley and in that valley, there were bones that were many and those many bones were dry. And God's intention was to resurrect the dead bodies. God's idea was to bring the bones back to life. And the man that God hired to make sure that dead bones are raised was a prophet. And God brought the prophet to a valley where there were dead bodies. These, are, these were no longer bodies. These were bones. And then the instruction that came from God to the prophet was for the prophet to tell the bones what God was about to do even before the bones are raised from the dead. So God says to the prophet, let them know. You, you let them know. Tell the bones what I'm about to do. That I'm about to raise you. And I, I, I'm about to make an army out of you. But this, don't raise them first and tell them. But tell them before you raise them. So the prophet is in a situation where he is supposed to know how to teach the bone so that the bone receives information during its time of affliction. If only the bone can hear, if only the, no matter how dry your situation is, if only the bone can hear the teacher. So God says, talk to the bones, tell them that I'm going to raise you and I will make an army out of you. So the bone is supposed to be told before the ear is physically put on the bone. The bone is to be told what God is about to do. It means even in that state of dryness, there is still an ability left within the bone to hear when a man of God speaks on behalf of God. No matter where you are, 
It doesn't matter your situation. The devil can do everything. The enemy can take away everything that you have worked for until you are as dry as a bone. Yet, still in that state, when a messenger of God is sent and he speaks, you will realize that you are still in a position where you can hear what God is about to do even before he does it. This is why I'm talking to you now, so that you hear what God is about to do. He's about to do it. So, so this is what is going to happen. Pastor, your people are going to be bringing testimonies that are unbelievable. Testimonies that will come. A season that God is opening up for you people. You will testify and people will not believe what you're saying. They will not believe. If they believe, then it's not from God. They will not believe it. And he began to not just prophesy to the dry bones, he began to teach the bones concerning God's next assignment. The bone was supposed to be taught that you will become an army. Don't raise them first and tell them. Tell them that I will bring back your flesh. I will put your body together and I will cause you to live. Tell the bone that I will cause you to live before the bone is alive. So in that state of death, the bone is supposed to hear and believe. Follow this. Follow this because this is exactly what is going to happen to you. Listen to this. If you know that your situation is as dry as a bone, then this is your message. Listen to this. Even Jesus, even Jesus when he raised the dead, He did not raise Lazarus first and then called out his name. He called Lazarus the name and he tells him to come forth. Lazarus was dead. Okay, I'll come back to Lazarus. There's a place where he raised a young girl. A girl was dead and Jesus comes and he did not say, rise up young girl. No, he said, young girl, rise up. Why would you say, young girl, rise up before she is raised from, because she's not hearing that first part. Why would you say, young girl, rise up why would you why would you address a girl that is dead that you know cannot hear and you address her as young girl rise up what makes sense is to raise her up first and then you call her young girl jesus is sure that he is being heard Lazarus come forth. He did not say come forth Lazarus. 
So even before Lazarus was raised from the dead, he could hear his name being called. So I'm talking about the message when God starts to talk to you before he raises you. When you begin to hear rumor, it deliverance comes to you in form of a teaching. What you are hearing is a sign that God is about to raise you. You have to be told before you are raised. You have to hear before your bones are put together. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Now be seated please. Be seated. Be seated. Be seated. Take your seats. Take your seats. Let me let me try and work out something here. Do you know that of all of the gifts that God will ever give to you the number one gift that stands out the greatest and the biggest gift that God will ever give to you number 1 is himself when god gives you himself it's one thing receiving a gift from god it's another thing receiving god as a gift when god gives himself to you where do i find that in chapter 15 of the book of genesis god says to abraham I am your shield and I am your exceedingly great reward That reward that you see there is a payment it's a wage it's 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 a salary and god is promising abraham that the level of our relationship now the rest of the people i will give them money but when it comes to you i have now to become your reward where i don't reward you by giving you a gift i reward you by giving me to you I will become your payment where when people are to look at you and they ask you what's the biggest thing that you have you'll be able to right away produce god and that's an amazing thing when you are able to produce god when he's needed personally i've had situations 
where people with money didn't know what to do. There have been situations where money was not even sufficient to correct the situation. That's the moment when one amongst us is supposed to be able to bring out the God in him. And you present God before the situation and the situation changes. This is a greater level where God comes and he volunteers, he gives himself. When you now have Jesus as a gift. Oh. I'm your shield, it means if Jesus becomes your shield, what Jesus is saying is, before an arrow that is shot by the enemy gets to your body, it has to get to me first. You will not have an attack that gets to you before it comes through me. Where God calls himself a shield, I will guard you, I will protect you, number one. Number two, I will become your reward. That's God telling Abraham, I will become your exceeding, exceeding, because if this, this reward is bigger than money. It's exceeding great reward where you are rewarded by God. And the reward that you have is God. Let me explain that to you so that you understand. Before I show you other things that God might give you, let's talk about when God gives himself to you as a payment and what to do with that currency called God. What to do, what you can buy with God. There's no situation that you cannot change if you know how to transact with God when God becomes your currency. I'm not talking about currency from God. I'm talking about God himself becoming your currency when he is rewarding you by offering himself and he gives himself to you to say, go ahead and do whatever you want with me. That's authority in the kingdom of God. That's power. Now, follow this. Follow this. Most people are not aware of that power of God in you. There is that power of God in you which you need to understand and how to use that so that you are brought out of your affliction you are brought out of your situation where there is no, not sufficient bread and not sufficient water. Even the water that is there is not clean. There is a life like that. But for you to know how to come out of that, you must understand God's formula, how God brings people out of their situations. Notice, Jesus, when he was talking to, to Thomas, Thomas said to Jesus, show us the Father and it will suffice us. We will, 
be fulfilled when we see the Father. And Jesus said, I'm going to the Father. And Thomas said, where is the Father? Show us the Father before you go to the Father. And we don't know where you're going and the way. We don't know the way. And then the Bible says, and Jesus, let me slow down here. Let me slow down a bit. And Jesus said to Thomas, How come I've been with you for this very long period of time and yet still you don't know the Father? And he says, If you had known me, you would have known the Father. There is something that Jesus is trying to let you know concerning the indwelling of the Father in the Son. When the Father sits in his Son, he fits in so well that when you look at Jesus and you know him, he's saying, You you don't need to see the Father in order for you to see the Father. You need to see the Son. And the Son is the express image of the invisible Father that you want to see. So let me get to the point. Let me not bother you with all of this. Let me show you what he said. He then said to his disciples, specifically to Thomas, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And he says, no one comes to the Father but by me. What is he saying? When Jesus says, no one comes to the Father but by me, comes to the Father, comes comes to the Father. No one comes to the Father. He did not say no one goes to the Father. He says no one comes to the Father. So when Jesus says no one comes to the Father but by me, he's trying to let you understand his position in God and with God. That is why he's saying no one comes to the Father but by me. He's not saying no one goes to the Father. He's saying no one comes to the Father but by me. He's telling you of his current location. That there is nowhere else you can go and you find the Father. If you want to get to the Father, you come to me. That's being aware of the location of God. He's right in you. Now, let me explain some some few things to, to you so that you know that God has already equipped you for excellency. When God gets into you, my brother, my sister, you are about to rise. His presence in you is a sure promise that 
ascension going up in life is inevitable. You are going up. Jesus was so sure. Unlike some of you people there, you are not, I don't, I, I, I know some of you are sure, but some. Listen to this. When you are sure of the presence of God in you, you must then know what to do with that presence of God. Do you know what to do with the reward? With money, most of you, I can see you are looking good. You are beautifully dressed. It's proof that you know what to do with physical money as long as it is money. You know what to do with that one. But I'm not sure whether you really know how to transact with God when God becomes your currency and he becomes your exceedingly great reward. Do you know how to transact with God? If you, if you really want to know, you, you can wave your hand so that I know that you really want to know. Just wave your hand so that I know that you are ready. I want you to know how to transact with God. All right. All right. All right. All right. Let me say this now. Let me say this. You can sit down. You can sit. You can sit down. You can sit. This is something that I can I know I'm comfortable sharing this with you because we are we are one family. We are just one person. Let me share this with you. Let me prove to you that the God that you were seeking, you found him. When you got born again, you received him. And the God that you have received I want you to be aware of his current location. Lest you look up towards heaven and you wait for God to bring down deliverance instead of bringing deliverance out of you. Being aware of the location of God is what is going to set you free tonight. Being aware of the location of God is what is going to deliver you from your affliction tonight. Now, hear this. Do you know that there is no one who knows God? There is no one who understands God. There is no one who can see God. And I know this sounds like it's a contradiction. 
Why would God say, seek my face if he knows he can't be found and if he knows that he can't be seen? When are we going to stop seeking? Hear this. There is no one that knows God. You, you don't know God. I don't know God. But I want you to understand something that might shock you because I'm trying to prove the presence of God in you. The knowledge that you have of God, it is the God in you that knows himself. The part of you, things are going to be, get a little bit complicated here and I will, let you, I will let you go. The part of you that knows God is the part of him that he put in you, that he placed in you. You know God by God. It is the God in you that knows himself. So when God gave himself to you, he was giving you something which is of himself that you will know him by. It will have to be God in you that knows God. Now hear me, hear me, hear me, hear me, hear me and hear me very, 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 very well. If you are ever going to see God, he tells you point blank that you see me, you die. If you see me, you die. And then God, the same God goes on to say, when I talk to Moses, I talk to him face to face and he comes back alive. So what is he saying? He's saying that when I, when I come to you and you're having an experience of me and you're able to see me, me being God, you being human, if you see me and you don't die, it is never you that saw me. There is God in you that sees God. There is God in you that knows God. And when God talks to you, he's not talking to you. He's talking to the part of himself that he inserted in your body. That's where your line of communication is. No one knows the things of God, but the spirit of God. No one knows the things of God, but the spirit of God. So understand, God, when he breathed you out into that body, 
that was a reward of God that God gave to the physical body. It's a reward. That's how God rewarded the flesh. When God breathed, what came out of God was God into that body. Now, he is not in heaven. He is in you. And you know him by the part of him that you are. I'm telling you this so that you know what to do. If you are to invite God right now to come and address your situation, he will wonder why a part of him in you would call him to come and do what that part is capable of doing. I hope you are following what I'm saying. Hear me child of God. Hear me child of God. This is how miracles are performed. There is nothing that you cannot do. He said it himself. Nothing shall be impossible unto you. And before he said that, what had he said? He said, for with God. For with God. He, that's, that's in reference to the God in you. That God in you, you are living in a world of possibilities. There is nothing that shall be impossible with that part of God in you. Now, listen to this, child of God. Listen to this. Listen to this. This is how you will come out of... There is no disease that the God in you cannot cure. There is no affliction. There is no shortage that the God in you cannot address. I want you to follow this. You can decide today my suffering stops here. My disease ends here. My affliction vanishes here. It's a decision that you have to make. Now, this is what you need to understand. When God begins to work through you for you. <laughs> Why is it that the disciples are in an affliction? Their lives are under attack. They are right in the middle of the sea and water is getting into the boat. And Peter started by using physical means to make sure that water gets out of the boat and water kept on coming into the boat and Peter kept on pushing the water 
outside of the boat and he realized that the situation was now overpowering him and Jesus was present in the boat and the water was getting into the boat where Jesus was present knowing how to transact with Jesus you can still be in problems they will jump into your boat jump into your house jump into your marriage problems can jump into your body diseases and viruses can jump into your body right in the presence of Jesus because the boat was born again the boat was born again Jesus was right at the heart of the boat he was present yet water the storm was getting into the boat that was born again until you know how to transact when god has become your currency so that you can buy your way out of an affliction notice what they did peter went to jesus and woke him up and he said how come you don't care that we are suffering we are dying you know peter was aware that if we are to drown all of us will die but this man is not going to die he was aware of the difference but the problem that peter had was he knew jesus to be in the boat but he didn't understand the presence of jesus in his body now and jesus is coming from his sleep and he is wandering he started by wanting to find out guys where where is your faith where is your faith where is your faith and he says to the wind peace be still he spoke to the storm and the raging sea was calmed by a statement Jesus did not lay his hands on the water he spoke when a teacher speaks when a word comes out of the mouth of God the wind obeyed and then he comes back to his disciples and he says where is your faith what is Jesus saying Jesus is rebuking not just the wind he's rebuking his people for waking him up you must understand what you're doing when you are praying and you are inviting god to come and calm your sea jesus is asking where is your faith so according to jesus he's saying to his disciples this situation that i'm seeing you were not even supposed to let me know that this is what you're going through you have what it takes to speak to the wind i was not supposed to be disturbed in my sleep if you had that's jesus now that's him he's he's accusing them for waking him up so according to his understanding of the power that they have 
They were not even supposed to talk to him concerning their storm. They had the power, but they didn't know how to transact. They didn't know how to purchase their peace. They didn't know. You have God right now, but do you know what to do with the God that you have? What can you do? No one knows God. It is the God in you that knows himself. Even when the Bible says, they that know their God shall be strong. It is the God in them that knows God. Hear me, child of God. When God wants to deliver you from an affliction, he will give you the strategy. You will receive a strategy. And the strategy that you are going to receive, some of you, you are not going to hear an external voice. Now that you know that he is in you, he might speak from you. And you might think that you are hearing yourself. That's the problem now with an internal God. He will talk to you through you and you will think it is your mind. And then I will remind you that you have the mind of Christ. You are free from your mind. He will think through you. God will begin to see through you. And you will begin to see through God. And there is nothing that you cannot do. Where you are currently, I'm about to finish. Because I would want you guys to give me more time uh, later on. Any situation that you are currently facing, before the problem came to you, it was measured against the capacity you have to deal with it. There is sufficient power right now. There is sufficient power in your body this in your body right now if there is a disease that you have in your body you are only aware of a disease yet you are not aware of the cure the healing that is present in that same body Jesus said to the woman when she recovered from a sickness your faith has made you whole not my faith not their faith, your faith. So there was a specific faith which was of that woman that made her whole. She had that faith, yet she still had a disease. Knowing how to transact with the currency that God has given to you, which is himself. What are you going to do with the God that you have received? Right now, so many people, they think that you are not thankful enough to God. You are greed. You just, you just want to keep on having more and more and more. And they think that is you. And yet it is the God in you desiring 
to do more through you. So you will see now that the next time that you invite God to come and fight on your behalf, you find out that the God in you will start the fight. When you have told God to say, come and fight for me, there is power that is going to be activated from inside of you. And you see yourself fighting a fight that you will not be defeated because it is God in you fighting through you and for you. There is no miracle that God cannot hand over to you now. I want you to hear me and I want you to hear me clearly. We are dealing with a God that is present. With a God that is speaking. Jesus is right, not just where you are. He's in you. Whatever I'm saying and you are agreeing with me, it is the God in you agreeing with God. Right now you know, despite what has happened around you, there is something in you that keeps telling you that you will come out of this situation. That something is God in you. And we are in agreement right now because who is speaking now? God is speaking to you. Who is hearing God now? The God in you is hearing God speak. We are in agreement. There is, there is a witness a bearing of witness. There is an agreement. God cannot lead you all the way to bring you to that situation and he leaves you there. No. When he gave himself to you as a gift, now he wants you to make use of that power that is in you. Before God gives you anything, before the husband comes, before you get a wife, be aware of the reward. Do you know, you are never going to know what to do with a wife. If you don't know what to do with God, do you know how to transact? You can, you can, you can change your situation right now. That's why a teacher when he's available, your eyes, when your eyes can open and you can see your pastor, your man of God, then your hope is restored. When he speaks, he will speak to the God in you and the God in you will rise to the occasion. There is no situation that you cannot change. No situation. Let me, let me remind you. Let me remind you. There could be maybe one person, there could be maybe two people there. Your faith is in an external God and you want God to come and fight your devil. What you're forgetting is the history. That when the devil himself thought to lift up his throne and go to heaven, and he wanted to become like the most high. That's, that's, that's more like a coup that he was 
plotting against God, not against you. That was against God. And please learn from God. Let the God in you learn from himself. God did not fight the devil himself. It was Michael that went after the devil. So there's a part of God in Michael that went against the devil and that conflict was justified. It was as good as God is fighting the devil because it's the part of God in Michael that went after the agenda of the devil. But God himself remained seated. I'm saying this to remind you. So what kind of a prayer do you think you are going to pray that will cause God to come and fight the devil today that he never fought thousands of years ago? When the devil did something wrong, it was up to Michael to make use of the God in him. That's exactly what is happening. You want God to come and fight your devil and God is saying to the God in you, fight. Fight. You will defeat every strategy of the devil. Right now, if there are people there present and the devil's strategy was to make sure that you die prematurely because we have spoken. You are, you are no longer going anywhere. That is never going to happen. The devil will never realize that agenda that you are not going any, you are not dying. So Jesus is saying, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. What is he saying? He is saying, by saying I am the way, he is not referring to himself as the rod. He is not saying I am the rod. Though he's saying, I am the way. He's not also saying, I am the rod to the Father. How can he be the rod to the Father if he is with the Father? So when he says, I am the way, you must understand what he's saying. The way that he's referring to there, it is the manner or the formula. I am the formula. I am the method. That's the way. Like if I say to you, let me show you the way to fix a car. I'm not referring to a rod. It's the way. The way of doing. So when he says, I am the way, I'm, he's saying, I am the heavenly method. When you want to transact, when you want to get the job done, consider me the formula. Jesus is the universal formula. I am the way. And he goes on to say, I am the truth. And he says, I am the life. So if he is the truth, he is not only telling you the truth. He gives you himself. And what you know is him and you know him by him. 
when he is the truth, there is the truth that he tells, which is information. And there is the truth that is himself, which is a person. Jesus, the Jesus that we have received is the truth. You have truth in you right now. And he says, and I am the life. So what does he say? Why way, truth, life. Way, truth, life. Way, truth, life. He is saying, I am the formula, the method, which is truthful to life. I am the only method that is true, that guarantees life. I am the only way which is true concerning life. Once you have me, you are guaranteed of the method. You are guaranteed that you have received the right formula, which is true, accurate, precise. And what you get is life. I have come that you might have life and that you might have it in abundance. Ladies and gentlemen, this is what we believe in our family. The devil is no match. He cannot touch you and go unpunished. We believe in the victory that Jesus got for us and that's our inheritance. We are partakers of a nature that is divine. We are spirit beings. We hear God when we hear God. We hear God when we hear ourselves. A thought that will come to you is not coming from outside. It's coming from God within. God will talk to you even tonight. You'll be able to hear his voice. You'll be able to hear his voice. You are a partaker of this nature that is divine. I'm ministering to you. I will come back and I will take my time and work on different cases. I would want you, if, if time allows, some time to come. You will bring your cases, situations that you know to be difficult. I'm here, you are there. You know those situations are there. And I want you to see how we transact so that all of you in this family, you know how to purchase, how to transact, how to secure deals with God. We, we use the best currency. is the exceedingly great reward. There is nothing that you can never get on this earth with this God. Imagine the greatest gift, which is God himself. You got it. How about a proper job? How about a, a, a proper business? What is that? That's, that's too small. It's going to happen like you are dreaming. Why? Because the God in you is working wonderfully. 
and fearfully. Now, there are things that people without God have been able to do. Imagine what you're going to be able to do with God. I want you now to lift up your eyes as long as you can see thy teachers. Then the rain from heaven will come down and I will water your bread. I'm speaking life over you. This ministry will grow. Growth is becoming your portion from today. Your children will never beg for bread. Your children will never be called homeless. Your children will never beg another man. The heavens are opening right now. And rivers of living waters will begin to flow out of the heavens from you. And your environment shall be watered from today by the presence of God, even as you walk. When you pray, you are praying. When you are not praying, you are prayer. Your environment shall be influenced by your mere presence. When you walk back into your house from this place tonight, every demon, every negative spirit will check out of your premise. You get to your office, your presence shall be announced. You can't be undermined again, you cannot be underestimated. You carry the power of God. You carry the presence of God. You carry the knowledge of God. You carry God. You carry the truth. I release this anointing upon your life and God has given you his best. As long as your eyes can see your teacher, your affliction daughter, your affliction son has come to an end. It's time for you to rise. I know what this God can do and I know it by God. I know it. I know it. I know it. Right now your door is open. Wherever the devil had placed blockages, your, your way is open. It's open. It's open. It's open. It's open. It's open. I speak this grace over your life. Whenever your name shall be spoken, it shall be associated with greatness. Nothing shall remain small. Nothing shall be barren in your land. 
Right now, I bless your work. I bless your hands. I bless your mind. I bless whatever it is that you touch. Multiplication is becoming your portion. As you grow, this ministry will grow. In the name of Jesus, open your eyes and watch as God will begin to enlarge your territory, your tents are being stretched tonight. Imagine it, imagine, allow it to be birthed right now in your mind. Let the God in you think. Whatever you see right now in your mind, it's a message from the Lord. It is God in you telling you what he's about to do. There is no limitation whatsoever, whatsoever. God is about to work for you through you right now. He's working for you through you right now. Whenever God is going to stretch forth his hand and do a work, you will see your hand being stretched forth by the God in you and you will do wonders. You will do wonders. In that part of your country, you will do amazing things in the name that is above every other name. You will represent God and you will represent him well. And very, very soon, we'll have another program. I will be talking to you and I really want to demonstrate and show you how this thing works. But I'm so, so glad, I'm so happy that I got an opportunity to talk to you tonight. I'm overwhelmed. My joy has overwhelmed me. I was just happy to see you. And very, very soon, your mouth is going to testify. I'll be hearing from you very soon. Pastor Matthew, Shaiju, your wife, people of God, I, 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 I love you so much. You are so dear to me. And I want to thank you, the Church of God, Revived Nations. I want to thank you for taking care of them. Do the best that you can. I love those people and I'm praying for them and I'm praying for you. These people are really on my heart. I don't mind talking to you people until the next day, but I know that I'll get another opportunity again, but I love you so much. Please take care and I'm praying for you from tonight until all of you people there testify of the goodness of God. I love you so much and I love you all. In Jesus' name. So I'm handing over to you, men of God. You can do whatever it is that is left now until we meet again. Thank you so much. May God bless you. May God keep you. May he cause his face to shine upon you. Be gracious unto you and may he give you peace. Until we meet again, Bye-bye. I love you.